This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we talk about what made news, what didn't, and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. I'm your host, Tanishka Sodhi, and joining me in the studio today are Saurav Das and Shwet Pandey. Uh, hi guys, thank you for being here. It's both of your RW debut. How do you feel? Great, thank you for inviting me. Are you excited? Well, it's incredible. Okay. But I'm also incredibly nervous. Okay. So let's keep it at that. Yeah. Don't be. It's it's all good. <laughs> we'll have fun. So Arav is an independent journalist who did a report this week for Decode on Boom about how a court case can potentially change the way the government blocks information on censorship. Uh, this story, incidentally, has also come the same week that uh, Twitter's ex CEO Jock Dorsey revealed how the Indian government had put pressure on Twitter over tweets by journalists critical of the government, especially during the farmers' protest. And um, Shwet is our in-house social media person who wrote this week about the misappropriation of Sushant Singh Rajput. Uh, this week marked the third death anniversary of Sushant, who died by suicide in June 2020, uh, which kick-started a political and media ruckus. So we will speak about both their stories in detail. Um, let's start with Saurav's story, which goes into how Twitter has increasingly uh, acceded to government requests for censorship and surveillance, especially after Elon Musk took over. The company's own data showed that it did not decline a single such request between October 2022 and April 2023, unlike before Musk's time. The Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology, very importantly, does not inform any users of its blocking decision. Um, sort of, I want to ask by asking a very basic question. Why? Why does the government not uh, inform people about the tweets that they are blocking? What is the rationale behind this and under what act do they get the leeway to do so? Right. Um, I mean, it's a mystery because the government never tells people why it wants to deny information at all. Um, currently, there are two laws that the government uses to deny any information about its censorship okay. uh, action. So this is not just tweets, this applies to any sort of Yes, censorship. this applies to your website, any URL, across social media platforms, actually anything on the internet. Right. So if the government goes ahead and censors any website, you know, blocks it from accessing. So the government uses two laws. One is uh, the rules that it it has made under the Information Technology Act 2000. It's called the IT Blocking Rules. It's a right. very long name, but in short, it's called the IT Blocking Rules 2009. So under these uh, this rule, there's rule number 16, which requires government to maintain strict confidentiality about its actions. Okay. Um, so if the government receives any request from a nodal officer of any department in order to block some content online, um, whatever action it takes thereof, including the identity of the nodal officer, etc., all that needs to be kept strictly confidential, of course, for good reasons, because, uh, you know, it may harm the person who's requesting. Right. There may be physical harm, etc. But can the government use that rule to deny any information even to an affected user? I don't think that should be the case. And right. experts that I spoke to were also, you know, they've challenged this in court, but um, that is one rule that they use to deny any information about their action. And if one goes through the Right to Information Act, 
um, they say that it's going to harm India's integrity, sovereignty, public order, and the uh, usual, yeah, the security right. uh, argument to deny any information. So, of course, RTI Act allows any such information to be withheld yeah. from anybody who's requesting. So, so they use that for I don't know if it's legal, illegal, whatever, hmm. but right. uh, they use that to deny information. Right. Yeah. And also, do they also use the emergency powers of the new IT rules of 2021? Uh, so, uh, the IT blocking rules of 2009 also have emergency powers okay. given to the government. Right. So, you know, there's a whole process that the government has to follow, IT yeah. ministry has to follow before passing a censor Correct. order. Uh, but if there's an emergency case, like say what happened with... Uh, Amrit Pal's case was, right, there, yeah. there's a huge emergency, yeah. right? So, government blocked many of the accounts right. and tweets, etc. So, they must have used their emergency powers. Right. So, they are entitled to do that. But again, when they do that, you know, the IT rules require you to, within 48 hours, convene a committee. They are supposed to apply their mind. They're going to, they have to send notice to the affected user. And well, that person has to get the chance to, you know, give their reply. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Or some How do they not just tell people that, hey, we're doing this, you know? A lot of cases there are no emails and there is no communication about uh, this happening. Yes. You just have to... It's blatant, find, actually. Yeah. And they are getting away with it. Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, in India, people do not have access to justice for very important matters, right? So who's going to go to court for one or two tweets of their getting censored? Correct. So it has not formed a legal precedent yeah. yet. Uh, one case that I've written about might, f if it goes in favor of the petitioner, it might be might change the right. censorship landscape in India. So a couple of tweets that uh, you had put out last year recently also, you realized recently that they were also taken down by Twitter. Yes. And you did not receive again any sort of notification about the same. Can yeah. you tell us a little about it and whether you are planning on doing anything um, or is this story the action that you have taken? Is this what prompted you to write the story? Uh, right. Uh, I've been looking at censorship for a while now okay. uh, because I do a lot of these RTI requests etc right. so I've been looking at that but this case that happened with me I posted something about Amit Shah you know giving a statement on last the judiciary year. yeah this was last year um, yeah this was last year okay I don't know the exact month and hmm. date but this was last year and Amit Shah had said that we are keeping a close watch on developments in the judiciary so it was kind of a threat yeah. so I just quoted him and I gave the source of the quote which was a newspaper report from Times of India, right. I believe. So, uh, perfectly innocuous. No issue with the tweets, but they got withheld globally. Oh, this was globally? Yeah, this was globally. And, you know, because apparently Twitter had sent me some communication. Uh, the interesting part is because the government does not inform you of their action, it is up to the social media platforms to inform you. Right. Twitter does it, but say if you have a website yeah. you're running and it's blocked, unless you check it or somebody from your circle tells you that it's, they can't access it, you won't be able to know. Right. Because there's no intermediary in between who will inform you. Yeah. Twitter does inform you. So Twitter had apparently sent me a, an email back in February this okay. year. 
informing me of this action so but i did not read it okay yeah because <laughs> but they tell the tweets in feb yeah uh, yes months feb. after it happened yeah months after so does that probably mean the request was also sent months after from uh, the no, government so what actually happened was um, you know my suspect was the it ministry because it ministry is now crazy going after every other tweet that they see yeah. on the internet anything critical of the regime so my suspect was the it ministry and you know i tweeted about it etc but then later on somebody informed me that it was a punjab and haryana high court case where the court had passed an order to block my tweets and i was not made a party to that case it was a contempt case filed against two other people and i was embroiled i didn't even know that my speech is getting censored so again there's a lack of any procedure when it comes to courts yeah. at least with the government there is you know this it rules which they don't follow but still there's a framework in something place something on paper yeah yeah but uh, courts you can't do anything about so it was a high court case and now probably i'm going to challenge that okay. on principle because i mean those two tweets are fine but it has to set some precedent exactly. because the, I, and i don't know if the courts can really go ahead and ask any social media platform to withhold block tweets globally because what may offend people here my speech may not offend people in the uk or the us yeah so why how can indian courts um you know restrict speech and access to information for a person sitting in the us yeah that is very surprising because usually it is for uh, the specific country like india yeah. and you also have ways of yes, finding exactly. using vpn going yeah. from another country and then seeing the tweet plus it's very difficult to you know go before a judge and say that you do not have the powers to do it yeah <laughs> yeah uh, because then it's going to it may backfire also but yeah. that is something we have to try right right yeah uh so shweta i also want to ask you about your story um and while the main parts of your story have been about the various ways that ssr and his death were misappropriated um you have weaved in sushant's movies uh that he did when he was alive and what they stood for and you've tied these stories to the uh, misappropriation that was eventually done uh what i'd like to start with is uh in what ways did his death uh, turn into a political proxy war this is something you have written can you tell us a little about it well so uh, how it began was basically um, as i start in the uh, pieces where it just yeah. it said it was just it was a random afternoon yeah. in the month of june and uh, we just see these posts yeah. uh, flooding uh, flooding across the internet and uh, what really like caught my attention was was the way in which uh, tv news i mean of course it's yeah. been reported on uh, countless of times and uh, rightfully called out uh, by the right section uh, the left sections us I mean, we have written a lot us. about it <laughs> yeah um so yeah well uh, so the political proxy war uh, part a was the bihar elections that was right do right uh, so it's his home state and uh, so 5% so this was reported by the wire hmm. uh, or at least published in the wire uh, 5% of the bihar uh, vote bank hmm. is uh, is the rajput community so right. um it was like a very effective ploy uh, to just politicize his death for right. their for their own but in agenda. what way was it politicized is it the statements that came out regarding his death um is it uh, the sort of media frenzy that became uh, are there other tangible ways that we can say that 
this is how it was politicized well a uh, uh nitish kumar yeah. uh, not of the bjp but uh, the jdu yeah uh, he was quick to just uh, bring out ssr's name right. um saying you know let's campaign in his name because it's it's going to help right but he was interestingly beaten by the bjp um as in the bjp got the first uh, movers advantage <laughs> um because um from what i recall uh it was a jdu virtual rally because this was okay. um uh, 2020 yeah, yeah covid so it was a virtual rally where nitish kumar just says this but before that could happen uh, the bjp capitalized on it saying uh, you know they just put out sushant's posters out there hmm. and said that they'll get justice saying we'll get justice right. we uh, we don't know what happened yeah i mean the it, for a long time i think even now a lot of people do not believe that this was suicide yeah. you know the conversations around mental health completely just backfired out, yeah, uh, it took a long time for a lot of people especially the media to accept that hey this could be a suicide so that also has a lot to say about the way uh or I mean, the sheer lack of awareness of mental health yeah definitely issues in general because yeah. uh i think the running to i mean and this was like a very disturbing headline which you had reported on as well uh where they talk about uh you know yaar you're sushant apni pu bhi dekh lete pehle before doing this yeah I mean, that like, was really disturbing yeah so um and the movie in references to chore where he talks about uh, which deals with suicide and yeah. mental health um but so they we have yeah. so you have the jdu and you have the bjp both just yeah. using sushant's name um and this was further fueled by the media frenzy surrounding it yeah they were definitely connected they were definitely connected yeah. and uh, what struck me as the most uh, interesting and tragic comic um what's most tragic comic is the fact that uh, a lot of the, the the huge section of the media that was advocating for like you know hashtag #justice for ssr hmm. and hashtag #riya chakraborty is hmm. whatever all the uh, vilest of things that they were said yes. that they said in the name um it just essentially boils down um to the fact that had sushant been alive um a lot of his movies and a lot of what he had stood for outside of the movies as well was completely antithetical to what uh yeah to uh, to what mainstream um media yeah what happened in the aftermath of what his happened, death yeah. uh, i mean we all let him down you know the media the political parties everyone so shwet coming to the justice for ssr campaign actually shwet and saurav because you know you both have associations with this story we'll get to that but uh, this campaign completely hijacked the conversation around sushant's death uh, what is the status of this campaign now are there still tweets are they still campaigning for justice if either of you have noticed anything or there most so certainly are uh, quite a lot of tweets okay and uh, in fact if so whenever there's a new bollywood release hmm. uh, you always find the justice for ssr hashtag oh, really? somewhere out there like no matter what no matter what wow so uh, it's very it's very random uh, because i remember a mo- the movie vikram vedha which uh, starring ritik and hmm. saif Yeah, so they wanted to boycott it for whatever reasons. I mean, a nepotism, right? B blah blah blah, and through the whole nepotism debate, they just roped in SSR again. And interestingly, uh, they also use nepotism to like 
spread hashtag boycott pathan which i'm like excuse me <laughs> yeah you took it personally <laughs> not just the personally <laughs> and i'm like shahrukh khan is as self made as it gets yeah so yeah. i don't know what you complaining about i mean <laughs> except for an orange bikini but <laughs> and that he's he plays a muslim man plays a muslim right but yeah that was so it. the campaign is still very much it's very much active alive. it was okay. also uh, so interestingly like uh, the piece uh, my piece yesterday uh, a couple of accounts which retweeted it also had justice for ssr in their bio oh really so i was like did you not read the piece <laughs> yeah so, they most definitely <laughs> did not so and uh, so that was my yeah. whole uh, contention and there are quite a few uh, twitter handles uh, that just that some version of justice for sushant yeah. or justice for ssr or ssri and seek justice yeah. all of these yeah uh, i remember in bombay at least a couple of years ago a few months after this there were actual posters yeah. like in in bandra which is like the you know the one of the poshest areas in the city posters for justice for ssr and these posters cost a lot so they do. Uh, it also brought about a lot of questions about you know how are you really um funding this this campaign and sort of you too had uh, filed a complaint with the national human rights commission against media houses for shamelessly sensationalizing rajput's death i, death. I remember speaking to you about this for a story 3 years ago uh, tell us what you have noticed about how his death was covered by the media what drove you to file this complaint and has there been any uh, progress have they gotten back to you about um, the case Right. So um, the whole hounding of Riya Chakraborty was yeah. really sad. Yeah. Um, calling her a witch and connecting it with Bengali roots. Yeah. <laughs> and reporters literally chasing her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think all that was and the kind of tweets we were seeing. I'm very active on Twitter. So, yeah. We know. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was seeing all those tweets, I like really felt that something has to happen. There has to be some accountability from. the media yeah. right so one i did two things one was file a complaint with nhrc okay. um and the second was to file complaints with the national broadcasting standards authority nbsa so the nbsa um i filed complaints against times now okay and two other media houses and there was a hearing and i think two two uh, media houses aajtak and one other i'm forgetting the name hmm. they were penalized okay. with some 50000 or 1 lakh rupees i i think i remember yeah, this yeah 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 so i mean 50000 1 lakh is nothing for them and just yeah. peanuts but still uh, they were penalized and i remember during the hearing hmm. uh, there was this channel called news nation because there were other complainants also right so, so they were link uh, club yeah together. they were all club yeah. together and i think it was news nation or some some channel hmm. the you know one of the head from those channels had appeared hmm. on video call and the guy was sitting there and you know i was really questioning the guy before this nbs authorities yeah. i was asking him so you were physically i was no no i was uh, i joined via okay. uh, video conference right. and i was really questioning the guy because that channel had shown um, ssr's body right after hmm. suicide you know the viral images yeah. and they did not even care to blur blur it, yeah. blur it yeah. right so i was really asking them like is this the way you go about things and they were 
you know, I think because it's a small channel, so they were quite scared about it, and they said we will not repeat it. Yeah. And there was some repents <laughs> that you could <laughs> see on their face. Yeah, but you're right. The amount that is they are fined with is, yeah. is so little for it them. You know, twenty five thousand, fifty thousand. Yeah. What is it going to do? And we've seen how it doesn't change things. You know, even if they have to give out an apology, there's another issue that comes where they exactly. um, are allowed to. Use their discretion as reporters and uh, you know editors and and really it's it's really uh, not fair for the people involved in the story right like for Sushant's family for his close ones to um, actually first process the death and then process the uh, you know the way that it was just made into a circus his yes. his entire and his house was also in back in Bihar his house was also haunted by yeah. all these. reporters yeah yeah so nothing really happened i mean um, the human rights commission also closed the complaint yeah um, i don't remember on what grounds but very frivolous grounds so nothing really came of it right and now if you see nbsa it's it doesn't even find news channels anymore yeah. so <laughs> whatever little find they were doing it's all gone Yeah. So there's really no accountability. I think the only way one can, you know, seek some accountability is going to the court and suing them for defamation. Right. I think Ria has done that. Has yeah, she, I she should have. <laughs> she didn't. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, if she did, this case has not. Uh, yeah, nothing's happened because Indian courts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, uh, it's been three years and we still don't have the CBI. Still hasn't filed a proper charge sheet, proper case. Mm. Um, so, I think I don't know how long ago this news was, um, but Sushant's family, the hmm. uh, they themselves said that I think the CBI wants to see like a quote slow death, right, of this case, and um, so yeah, that really just I mean, there's no question about it now, three years later in hindsight, yeah. but then uh, we just realized that yeah, it really was just a tool to distract people from the sheer mismanagement of. The lockdown, the COVID pandemic. Right, and that's what you think the distraction was. Yeah, no, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Was his family also? Uh, so, what was the family stand? Um, his father, uh, Shan's father, had filed or or had at least made a statement against Ria. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, again, I'm fairly certain there was some political pressure involved or uh, sheer lack of awareness of mental health, or it could be both. Uh, they're not mutually exclusive, but. Yeah, so there was uh, this, which is which is uh, which, also like makes us be, uh, ask the question like, what exactly were you seeking, and and what sort of justice? Yeah, uh, yeah, were you seeking? Like, there should be a total re reimagination. Like, yes, there is a certain justice for SSR that needs to be sought, but what sort of justice is the question that needs to be right, asked? Right, right. And you also wrote about um, all the conversations that we didn't have uh, that. You know, we should have had around this time. Can you tell us a little about that? What you think were the needed uh, points that we want should have addressed, should have had prime time debates on, but we missed as a entire profession. Well, one with uh, so there's two systemic issues yeah. which I think uh, Sushant's death brought to the forefront. A um, the conversation around mental health, right? Uh, because people still don't believe that someone as successful. As uh, widely loved and popular as Sushant yeah. could be depressed, yeah, and uh, or could be taking medication, um, and all of that. So a large part of the people just didn't want, maybe did not believe it or didn't want to believe yeah. it because, in some senses, that's also like an aspiration 
for a lot of people yeah. uh, you know that we'll come from a small town Correct. we'd go to bombay and we just mumbai and we just make it nawazuddin uh, siddiqui yeah yeah his recent comment was <laughs> yeah <laughs> god no yeah and i think because it also came at a time where you know we were all in lockdown yeah. our first ever lockdown as an entire generation people were hooked on to news about ssr you know like a lot of family related groups i was on every day there were updates and they were just like you're a journalist what do you think you of course know that you know this is not a suicide right you know this is all a game right and these were like daily updates like people would wake up and they'll want to see what is happening what Everyday are the forwards masala for them yeah this was like a live soap opera and it's it it's really sad to think that this was actually someone's um, life and then it's like the news cycle you forget about it right like except the people who are seeking justice for sushant um the rest of us have moved on and the people also who were so into this um you yeah, know i don't see anyone asking questions of the cpi not filing a charge sheet yet oh, uh, um, on twitter i sometimes do read tweets people asking cbi why are they not filing like charge sheet like is it sheet? like people uh, who are active yeah, yeah. in the actively justice for as uh, justice for ssr yeah, yeah. i and, do find such people and sometimes. every time there is uh, a death of an actor in in bombay it also happens around the same area which is also the area i live in so everyone's like the why this hospital this is andheri why why this hospital only again yes i live in darkness okay oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it's it's the sole conspiracy is planned as there is a existing pattern that people have decided exists and then everything that happens after is just a way of reaffirming your uh, you know <laughs> belief um so that's why i mentioned uh two systemic issues so yeah. i just wanted to complete that yeah. uh so was so one is the conversational mental health right and second if you wanted to have a conversation around nepotism hmm. this was a solid platform to have hmm. that conversation but a conversation not in the way that we had it right um not in the way that you know uh someone like akangana north would just come in and make it all about herself yeah um which she did and which a lot of uh and which also got a lot of traction and yeah. uh, validation across media so if you wanted to address the systemic issue hmm. of nepotism this, it could have been done in a way that's you know that actually fosters debate that fosters a genuine conversation where you understand the industry's perspective as to why i mean yes a lot of it and yes bollywood does have a major nepotism problem and that needs to be addressed but there were way there, there's a different way of doing it right. uh, you don't need to hound uh yeah chakraborty or you don't have to you don't need to um just go on to go on twitter and send send tweet out like death threats yeah. uh to celebrities who just happen to be born into a celebrity family yeah um and uh, so again so i mean it's these two uh conversations that we should have had but right. didn't and uh, which is extremely upsetting because we just uh, missed another opportunity to um, rethink and reevaluate yeah. yeah definitely um uh, coming back to sorov story now uh, sorov so your story is about how a court order could change uh, the whole way that the um, you know notification is not sent to people when their website or tweets are taken down can you tell us about uh, this case um what started it i know it's a dowry calculator if you can just tell our listeners more about it and why you think this case has the potential of uh, changing things right so this um so this case concerns a satirical website called mm. the dowry calculator i think this was in operation since 2010 
and you know every now and then there was controversy around the web uh, website because this website actually allowed people to calculate the dowry amount uh, right yeah actually for we've, a guy. we've yeah. checked it out just yeah. for, uh, to know what it <laughs> Were is you it able is to access it yeah uh, this was a few months but i think last year okay yeah <laughs> okay you were able to access it because it's not accessible on all isps right uh, since how long since 2018 oh yeah okay. since 2018 So um so this website allows uh, a person to hmm. calculate the dowry amount by you know going through the drop down boxes and selecting their uh, caste their profession hmm. uh, their skin color etc so uh back in 2018 i think um uh, in the month of may hmm. jyotiraditya sindhya who was then a congress mp right he uh, you know got he you know noticed this website on twitter maybe hmm. somebody commented about it or something he noticed it and he said that this satire is unacceptable because it's gonna you know perhaps harm indian society people are not as mature etc right. so and he urged the then uh, women and child development minister menka gandhi hmm. to take action so menka gandhi she noticed the Jyotiraditya's tweet, hmm. and she wrote a letter to the IT minister saying, "You take action." And that action is, of course, blocking the website. Right. Um, I mean, there are thousands of tweets by people asking for help, but ministers do not respond with the yeah. same speed yeah. that Menka Gandhi responded. Yeah. Um. Anyway, when IT minister he received the tweet, uh, IT ministry went ahead and blocked the website. and tanul thakur wasn't informed about it like any other user across india he wasn't informed yeah. by the government uh one fine day he noticed that people were not able to access his website and he tried to find some information right so he is able to con- he can continue to access it no 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 okay. nobody is able to okay. uh, access it however i think for some reason uh, it is varying across isps because okay. some isps you are able to access it right. even now hmm. but there is a ban order against hmm. uh, the yeah website So he tried to get some information from the ministry by filing right to information applications. Hmm. So under RTI Act, just very shortly, within thirty days, you are guaranteed to receive a reply. Yeah. That reply may contain the information that you are asking for, or uh, the officer concerned can deny that information to you in the reply. But under one of those ten uh, exemption grounds under RTI Act, so maybe. information related to national security hmm. commercial confidence or any matter under investigation uh, they are not liable to provide you the information so he so tanul thakur he filed an rti application and he tried to get some information from the it ministry the it ministry told him that you know we received a letter from the honorable minister from women and child development and the and the committee of examination they examined the request and they found merit in it because you know it would have led to some public disorder and therefore yeah. we banned the website so they've also uh, said that the dowry prohibition act 1961 yes. justifies this right yes so they, this they said in court okay. not under the rti right so that is all the information that he got yeah. he also sought for a copy of the ban order okay with the grounds the exact grounds for banning it he did not get it neither does anyone else hmm. nobody gets it even today so he didn't get it so only way he could you know um take this up was 
at a court and he approached the delhi high court with the help of internet freedom foundation they do splendid work yeah. around digital rights so he approached the delhi high court and back in may 2022 the delhi high court asked uh, mighty the it ministry to provide a copy of the ban order and also give him a hearing so that was a good precedent um, i don't know if it's going to apply in all other cases automatically because this was a singular case yeah. before the court but it forms a good precedent and it was the first time in india when a court ordered it ministry to give this copy of the ban order now the issue is when a ban order when you do not get a copy of the ban order first you do not know that an an action has been taken against you you don't know what grounds action has been taken against your speech and third when there's no order in your position it's very difficult to challenge it anywhere the only way is to go through the writ jurisdiction under article 226 yeah. indian constitution it's a it's a very difficult uh, task for anybody yeah. to do this just reminds me of you know when sealed covers are used in court yeah. um you don't know what is in the sealed cover that they are providing so on what exactly. grounds do you have a defense you know which exactly. is very much in the same case how do you really fight it when you don't know what you're fighting yes <laughs> yes and that's the issue and that is why this case is really important yeah. because if the court the court is still hearing the matter the court had asked them to file a fresh you know after that hearing uh, that tanul thakur got basis this court order the the it ministry um, decided to continue the ban so now he has challenged this order of continuation right so now the court is to you know go into the merits of the case and then you know pass some declaration about right. the law and if it is in favor of tanul thakur then it's going to change the censorship practices in india if it is applied for others as well right yes because if the court says that you know it ministry has to has to uh, provide a copy of the ban mm. order and you know issue a notice to the uh, user whose content is supposed to get taken down and uh, provide them a hearing if it's a relief uh with the declaration then it ministry will have to follow that okay. uh, or else it's going to be contempt for them right right so then they'll start following this and when you see 9000 urls being blocked in a single year i think that number will also go down because the it ministry will know that they'll have to issue 9000 notices and right but that's only if the court them. says that it has to be yes. i mean they can also say like they do for a lot of you know uapa cases that yeah. this is not to be up this is not a precedent this is yeah. not to be applied yeah. to other cases so it really depends on the judges you know? now yeah, yeah it does it, it does. really does but yeah. uh, um we are hopeful yeah definitely yeah. and even for uh, thakur to spend so much time and energy not yes. everyone can uh, afford to do that you know Absolutely. to follow cases um the legal fees and also the yes. and time and energy yeah people are not about it yeah, also exactly. and yeah. there is no um, appeal mechanism within the ministry also exactly the only way is to go to a court and yeah. access to justice is very poor in india yeah. and uh, lawyer fees court fees etc and the sheer time and effort that you have to put into it it just makes it very difficult yeah. for a single tweet or two three yeah. tweets that a person has yeah, posted yeah i mean unless you it, it's something of 
it's very important yeah. or you think that it could lead to some you know precedents then i guess yeah. is what would um motivate people but you know also about the part how the um ministry said that the dowry prohibition act justifies blocking the website and they accused thakur of uh, abetting the offense of giving and taking dowry yeah. it's it's rather insane because uh, because i was able to access the website last year i could see that it's clearly satire you know mm. do you think this is a larger problem also that uh, our courts and our ministries do not understand um, how satire is to be handled uh, and it's perhaps not necessarily their fault because a lot of people could also perhaps come across the website or things like this and not take it as satire but there's there's clearly a gap between um, the understanding of satire right mm. um, there's a conservative this is a conservative way of thinking and given how our government is i'm not surprised by their stand yeah. they are accusing uh, tanul thakur of abetting the crime of dowry and yeah and instead of focusing on uh, on the actual about, issue correct. and you know the uh, interesting part the ministry in the court uh, they accepted that there are no there's no material with them that links dowry calculator to any case of public disorder so on what basis did they go ahead and censor yeah. such a website yeah which is why it is so important y- yes. for uh, the notification to come for yes. the why the blocking and the website was also live from 2010 to 2018 right. uh, and there were no cases of yeah. anybody uh, you know yeah. causing any issue to anybody because of the website so it so was probably clearly uh, sindhya's tweet right it was sindhya's tweet and the minister the menka gandhi's right. letter to the it minister right so did her letter come after his tweet because yes. i after this too because he tagged her and asked yeah. her for action wow. so again it shows that your speech can be censored if any influential person in india tweets about it yeah. and has the power yeah. to write to the it minister so that's how casually it is taken yeah. despite all the rules which are within the law which requires them to issue a notice to you find out who you are yeah. issue your notice yeah. get your reply get your clarification give you a fair hearing and only then go ahead with whatever yeah. decision yeah but that is never followed so that is how casually it is taken yeah. and um i hope this case you know definitely yeah so sort of you're an independent journalist hmm. um you are very active on twitter and yeah. you are also very active <laughs> in um reporting on these things which um you report on things that could get you into trouble yeah. uh, to summarize it uh, yeah. does it ever worry you that you might fall into trouble not just for your reports but also for your tweets um you know like how they did this time it was just your tweets that were taken down but the action actions could be more severe uh, next time you know is there some sort of self censorship that you um, also because you're a freelancer you know you don't have an organization that you know will back you yeah. through and through so is there some sort of self censorship that you uh put make you put yourself through or no i, I also <laughs> i also consider this professional hazard because yeah. the kind of profession we are <laughs> in um i mean if they want to act against you they can go against any of your tweet and book it under uap that's, that's how fair. things yeah, are right yeah. now yeah you don't even uh, have to say anything yeah, like and it, and depends. yeah and it entirely depends on the kind of vibe you give to the judge <laughs> if if your vibe is good perhaps the judge gives you bail or right. whatever <laughs> quashes no, the fir okay <laughs> yeah it's all vibe now there's no jury jurisdiction there's no precedent judicial discipline is all gone for a toss so whatever i tweet there is always a risk and and not only me anybody who tweets anything you can always be booked under whatever law if the powers that be want want that to be right. so uh but 
whenever I tweet, I always make sure that I'm not doubtful about what I'm writing. Yeah. I'm absolutely sure it's yeah. backed up by facts and uh, at least backed up by sources that I really trust yeah. and sources who will, you know, perhaps yeah. later in time come and, you know, if there's an issue, then they yeah, can Yeah, and you once know, you stand. see impact, like a few months ago, your uh, tweet on Justice Gauri of the Madras yeah. High Court. Yeah. And I think after your tweet, you did do the story and um, yeah. then it did the, you know, uh, court did take it up. So yeah. that was also something which yeah. would have been some yeah. contempt of court could have <laughs> yeah, happened. Yeah, contempt right? of court. <laughs> yes. But, you know, again, the... The facts were backing me. The truth was backing me because right. there were writings of her. There were videos of her yeah. giving anti-Islamic, anti-Christian right. uh, speeches. So the truth was backing me. Now, I don't know how much more censorship I should be doing there. Because yeah, No, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't no, no, uh, no, want no, you to do any sort of censorship. Want... But <laughs> no, I'm, um, I'm... just as journalists, especially yes. of organizations that are not considered um, yeah. Godi media in yeah. any way, there is always that, um, yes. you know, thought at the back of your head because you also don't want yeah. to get into any trouble that could uh, backfire. You know, yes. we've also had... Uh, IT surveys in yes. our organization, not just our organizations, every organization, I yes. think that, uh, you know, dares to question. I think the only uh, mistake one can make is not being sure about what they are tweeting yeah. or writing about. If you're like, even if there's an iota of doubt about something that you are writing, even one line, then I make sure that I don't write yeah, it. Yeah, when in doubt, draft I, it out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I think... Uh, I know for a fact that one or two other people have gotten in trouble because they were not absolutely sure about what they were tweeting. Right. And that got them into trouble because yeah. I think they are just sitting there uh, finding w a fault in your tweet or something. Exactly. Or they, they are also yeah. just looking for yeah, things. And as journalists, an, we have yeah, to, you know, exactly. facts are uh, exactly. everything. I want to briefly speak about another story of yours that... Uh, was also published this week which also gave me anxiety because sort of like two stories within three days don't do and all like if our editor starts seeing the productivity <laughs> levels then we'll be in trouble but um, this story is on article 14 about law commission sedition report influenced by 2018 book that favors retention of misuse colonial era law can you briefly tell us about this book um, and what are the issues that you um, have highlighted in your story like every other institution in India the law commission is also a gone case I believe because of the kind of judge that has been appointed as its chairperson um, this judge Ritu Raj Avasthi hmm. um, had passed the hijab judgment in Karnataka hijab judgment really helped didn't really help but at least the BJP hoped that it would help them in Karnataka elections by raking up communal tensions etc so this judge was appointed as his chairperson and after his appointment he took up a reference from the union home ministry where the home ministry had asked the law commission to study the usage of sedition law in india and recommend any changes if required hmm. so within three four months he wrapped up the study and the report came out the report said sedition law which is 153 year old hmm. carries colonial baggage right. and uh, you know is also very harsh uh, so he recommended he, the commission recommended that the sedition law be retained in india and he also recommended that the law be made harsher so uh, sedition law punishes you if you know you create disaffection against the state hmm. against the government 
then you can be charged under sedition right um and he recommended that the imprisonment for sedition be increased from 3 years to 7 years um and the justifications that the law commission gave were very bizarre because a lot of experts didn't agree with it also and uh, the entire report was of very uh, it was questionable because the kind of sources they were using it was a cut copy paste job also it wasn't like something a law commission would do and a law commission is required to advise the government about legal reforms and think ahead in time at least 20 30 years ahead in time and then recommend uh, changes in law but this was not the kind of report that did that right so there were a lot of questions around the report so when i was going through the report um, and also from somebody i know they informed me that uh, you know this seems to be relying on uh, material which were all which are in favor of retaining sedition law so a law commission should be you know gathering views from different people with right. different various perspectives yeah also. various sources yeah. because it's important and a law like sedition with, hmm. where the supreme court has taken it up the seriousness increases yeah. right but their report was fully one sided and then i found out that they were referring to a book uh from 2018 from the indian law institute which is a government body again um from the 2018 book uh, advocated for retaining the sedition law in india and the reasonings the logics uh all were similar to what the law commission said in its report right. so it was like a cut copy paste job they were paraphrasing the law commission also picked up uh you know directly reproduced paragraphs from the book in its report which is really embarrassing for the law commission i believe so that is that was the story okay. and um, there are a lot of parallels in the law commission's report and the 2018 book so clearly the kind of extensive deliberation that they claimed happened yeah. did not really happen right and this was the evidence okay yeah uh do check out the report our listeners uh the report on article 14 and the report on boom uh we will link it to the podcast uh, show notes let's get to the last segment of the podcast where you guys can recommend um something to our listeners a book a show um uh, a movie an article a poem a drawing like just just start now <laughs> <laughs> shwet you wanna start well i mean in um honor of the article i wrote i mean not the article i wrote but the person about whom the article hmm. was um there's a bunch of movies which i think uh would be particularly timely for us to revisit hmm. um one would be kaipoche hmm. uh which is i mean his first film and it deals and it talks about i mean it all it one of its plot lines is the 20 is the 2002 gujarat riots right and uh, then there's Sonchiria which is about caste and uh, gender and hmm. the intersection okay. of it and and it's told through the lens of the goits right and uh, their struggles and so basically people living on the fringes right. and uh, so i just think that those two films and pk but i mean it's as TK. it's more an amir khan film <laughs> per se but uh, yeah i mean that's those are three recommendations i'd give and which further illustrate just how uh misappropriated yeah. uh, sushant's death really was yeah 
डेफिनेटली सौरभ वॉर अबाउट यू वॉट वुड यू आई एम करेंटली रीडिंग दिस बुक कॉल्ड द इंडियन कंजर्वेटिव ओके Uh, and it's by Jayathirath Rao. So okay. I think it's really important that we understand what Indian conservatives think, what their ideology is. So I think it's an important book and very well written, well researched. Right. I don't know how much of that is actually true, but <laughs> we'll have to believe it. <laughs> so yes, sure. this one. I would like to recommend um a story by Prati Goyal of News Laundry from last April. Uh, again this is related to uh, Sushant's life and death. Actually this is more related to Disha Salyan who uh, died a uh, little before Sushant. It's called Surviving a Media Trial. The story of Disha Salyan's family. Um it's about the coverage of Disha, Disha's death, how it showed that Indian news channels were at their unethical worst. Uh, we have a video report here, we have uh, an interview and a very in-depth story by Pratik where he speaks to uh, Disha's family and um explores what really happened and how things got here. Uh thank you so much guys for being a part of this conversation. Thank you. Great chat. Hope it was as fun for you as it was for me. And no bragging. Yeah. Yes, I think that was mostly just you Shwet but that's okay. Next time won't be. And with that this podcast is adjourned. News Laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com/subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest news laundry experience, download our app, watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports, stay informed. Pay for news, protect democracy, save the world.